Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the divisional round breakdown. We will be getting into every game like we always do, telling you the futures of the teams that lost, the outlooks of the team that have won, any other NFL news, probably some random conversation, and honestly, who knows what, because uh, we're running out of things to talk about, because the games are, there's less games. So we will try, we'll make it entertaining as much as we can, as always, and break it down. Justin, are you ready? Yes. Let's go. I be going hard every day, shooting far, NBA, NFL, on replay, MLB, major wave, other artists, minor league, I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five, scratch that, top three, MJ, LeBron, and every other discussion, cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting, no I'm new to the game, call this my introduction, while these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion, why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts, only real plays left to listen, how about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Base Value Clothing. You check them out at basevalueclothing.com. Get yourself right for the spring season. I'm sure they got a drop. Probably should reach out. I was actually texting Henry, the owner, uh, this past week um, about something that I, I think we haven't we haven't recorded since the uh, Twitter thread, so we can t- we can talk about that if we wanted to a little bit. Um, sure. Need to get some insight though on the upcoming face value and push again for a golf uh, line. Um, we you know we have competitors shout out care about something as well. If one of them gets a golf line, it will be pumped beyond belief yep. uh, by that. Uh, how about that podcast? So facevalueclothing.com or care about something. Either way. Uh, real quick, funny story about the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. was hanging out with, um, a friend or some friends, uh, this weekend in v- Virginia beach. And they were like, yeah, I saw that you posted your podcast. We were talking about like, what's your, uh, you know, like your cork, like what's the one thing that you're like, you have that you're like almost embarrassed to talk about. And, you know, people were going through it and I was like, sometimes I'm embarrassed to say that I have a podcast. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, this guy's a pot. And it was, there's kind of a negative sentiment about podcasts, you know, uh, these days. And so they're like, I actually saw your podcast. Um, and I went on like Instagram and I went to look at it and I clicked on the first one and I was like, this is, it was like some very intense Christian podcast Oh, that, that they somehow got guided to looking for our podcast. And they spent about 10 minutes listening to it before they were like, they're <laughs> they like, this, this can't what? be. This can't be Justin, right? How about um, thou? I maybe, maybe, but I don't know what it would even be called. I I hope no listeners have ever been turned away, uh, in thinking that me and you are hardcore, hardcore, like hardcore, uh, Christian stuff. Talking about um, there's one on temptations. I think is the one they clicked on, and like talking about the temptations they face in their life, how they overcome it, all that stuff. Um, I mean, we we we. There's temptations here. I mean, by yeah. to QBs, there's, there's yeah. coaches. I mean, we, we have our own form of it, I guess. <laughs> but hopefully, if they listen huh. to this pod, you're in the right place. Uh, we're here to talk this football. Is, yeah, football. Not, not temptations. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, we're anti-terrorist. I think that's important to always mention for yes. those who are. Yes, we are. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk we about that. <laughs> yeah. Anti-terrorist. We're I mean, we do. Last one. 
So we do love Jesus, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't think yeah. we're here to talk too much about it. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what he did, feel free to DM us. <laughs> we could have a separate conversation offline. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So look, we're just here to help. Uh, yeah. Why don't you break down what happened on Twitter this week? Yeah. So there was a there was a tweet that you know I was on you know, scrolling through Twitter as I normally do. And there's the following of the for you. And I, I flipped back and forth and there was a, my for you, a guy tweeted, um, let me find it. The original tweet. Uh, basically he was talking about, it was some burner account. And he was like, sorry, honey, I can't talk. Uh, me and the boys are naming random receivers again in the group chat. And a great tweet, you know, we always mm -hmm. do it. And so I replied with Ruben Randall, uh, shout yep. out Ruben Randall. LSU. I thought he was the future LSU. Um, so he said, sorry, babe, I can't come over tonight. Me and the boys are naming obscure wide receivers in the chat again. Uh, um, our good friend Argus said Geronimo Allison. I laughed out loud. So I replied Jason Avant. Then Byron came in and said Denorius Moore. I replied Patrick Creighton. Creighton. And from then on, it was a full day of going in the brain searching for an obscure wide receiver to name or it, it it started with that then it got to like who are the forgotten wide receivers uh like alan hearns you haven't heard about you know chris hogan who's the last time antoine randall l Devin funches uh but it went on from like 10 a.m to 12 p.m that night uh it kind of got ruined at the end by some people um I don't know the podcast listeners, but they're just started naming receivers and you're kind of like, dude, this, you know, like I'm pulling out Patrick Warren at 1130 and you're putting in yeah. Super Cup. So, or DK Metcalf. Um, but it was, it truthfully was the most fun I've had on Twitter. I think in my life, it was, it was electric. Just wow. seeing the names, it, dude, you, you were sitting there, your brain, my brain hurt by the end of the day, but just seeing a name pop up on your phone, I was laughing out loud once every two minutes yeah i mean i i was on the sidelines for this one but I, I mean if i refresh twitter like i do too much every time i refresh twitter the first tweet up there was one of you guys with a receiver so i mean i was just <laughs> all day i was just reading names um and i feel like i the whole the whole football community bought into that one i don't know what it was about that one but i was and i maybe just because i kept looking at it it like picked up on it but my whole timeline was literally just receivers that day uh from the past then someone tried yeah. to do an o-line one it's like dude relax we're not yeah that's, that's not. it's and the thing is is that like at running backs i was like running backs would be fun but you know there's only like two really running backs a year and one of them is the would be really fitting the category of what this tweet was but receivers right. there's like six on a Endless. team right and you but, can go through name like hank baskin or i I haven't thought about that name since I was seven years old and how well, I remember I don't it. know why you needed to say that one of all the ones on the pod right now. Are you serious? Do you know who Hank Basket is? I mean, he, did he do something recently? Okay. What about, I'm Shows Basket. you the respect that one person has for another on this on this episode. Hank Basket, what did he do? What did he do? Hank Basket <clears throat> got in a high <throat> sublime. Uh, Hank Basket got the fort. Let's, what do I like, Justin? Let's think about how to search this in terms of what I like. If you're thinking of a football player, what do you think you should search with his name? Colts. Mm, that's a good idea. Put that one in the old machine, see if it pops up anything. Did he play for the Colts? Did he? I don't know. 
2009. What are you doing in 2009, dude? I don't remember. Seems like an important time. Where were we in 2009? And the Super Bowl. Make- Failed to recover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of the most, it's one of the most hated names besides Mike Vander Shank or whatever his name. I already, I, I, I did I'm not know that. I did not yeah. know that. And if you, and just so you feel better, uh, when I tweeted that one, I got a text from Argus and it was like, who the hell is Hank Basket? And I was like, he just, I just remember him on the Eagles back in the day. I did not know that. Yeah, he lost us the Super Bowl. So. Well, I apologize for that okay. one. I should maybe I should have mentioned. Jason you clearly, Bott you clearly again. did not know, so it's okay. <laughs> I thought he like did something. I was like, he got divorced. Uh, sorry if it was ugly. No, my bad. That's okay. Anyways, moving on from that, it was enjoyable to watch. Um, I mean, in football news, AP got the job for the Raiders. I don't know if we discussed that last time. No, all the news came out after because we recorded on a Wednesday and it all came out Thursday and the podcast released Friday. Okay. So AP gets the job. Mitch is excited. I think it's the right move. Yeah. I think it's a little interesting when you do. I don't know why they haven't paired him yet with I feel like you have to hire that intern, the champ Kelly guy. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be weird if they hired someone else. I saw Tom Telesco was back for a second interview who just got let go of the Chargers. Um so I, I hope they do champ. I mean, I'm, I don't know what it is this year. It just feels really slow across the board on the interview process. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I, I kind of go back to, I think a lot of it has to do with Ben Johnson. Um, the longer Ben Johnson goes, the more this is going to go on because I think every team wants to at least interview him and get him in the building before they make a decision to see if maybe, cause he feels like he's the hottest candidate. Um, I mean, otherwise, who are some of the candidates that are left? You have uh, the um, Ravens coaches, coordinators that I, I think are going to be getting interviews Yep. Um, as well. I don't really think that anybody on the 49ers uh, or the Chiefs are going to be getting interviews, but I really think it comes down to Ben Johnson. But I agree, you know, Harbaugh, it, it feels like forever ago that we were talking about him potentially go to the NFL. I know he's been linked to the Chargers. If the Falcons want Belichick, I don't know why they'd be waiting. Um, yeah, it, it and maybe this is why the Eagles and the Cowboys did what they did. Who knows? But it definitely has been a very, very slow process compared to what I feel like we're used to. And it's even the GM stuff. We haven't even seen GMs be getting hired. And I don't really know who we're waiting on from a GM perspective, unless somebody really likes what they're doing. And, you know. Yeah, I just there's going to be a lot of guys that don't get jobs like I at this point, I don't see a variable destination. Um, it seemed like the Belichick deal was done and now it every guy's coming back for a second interview with the Falcons. Yeah. The rumors are that the owner wants bill, but no one else does. Um, well, in the organization, it's probably like all those coaches don't want to deal with what bill Belichick is going to make them do. Cause you want to talk about work life balance. Maybe they, maybe they've had that. Uh, it's, it's gone now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, I don't get it. I mean, I haven't even seen, I was pissed. The Jags hired Ryan Nielsen as their defensive coordinator. I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was disappointing as a Colts fan, but whatever. Coordinators, you know, if he's that good, he'll be gone in a couple of years. But, I mean, have the Giants interviewed anyone? Like, I haven't seen anything anywhere. No, I I haven't seen us interview anybody. Uh, I know that Kafka has been brought up to the Seattle job, but, like, who hasn't been named as a Seattle uh, I would interview? Be, I, I am – 
that's not even disrespectful. I don't know why he's gotten so many second interviews. I, and I, you know, I have people who like want to like get under my skin, texting me about it. I'm like, number one, I truthfully don't care if he leaves. Um, right. Cause I want a new quarterback anyways, to be kind of started from scratch. And then and you want dabble calling the place. So yeah. And number two, it's like, it would just be so astronomically weird if he got hired by somebody that weird. it would, I, you kind of look at it as like a dumb move by then because I don't really know what he's proven, but I do like Kafka. I he's, just, he's not going to get hired. He's not going to get hired. Yeah, and I think that he'd be easy. I think he's pretty replaceable. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the NFC East news has been uh, the two teams. I mean, we're bringing back, uh, you know, Sirianni and um, Mike. That's the so. biggest news. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't – I think – I've been surprised when I've seen all this Cowboys stuff about Jerry Jones. And it makes sense, right? Because like, if you look back now, Jerry has been very resistant to firing coaches yeah. more than we realized. And then you, it makes sense. Like Jason Garrett, he held on to forever. All these guys he holds on to forever. And it's because he's in control of them. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Why? Like yeah. he's not going to go get someone. It's they're an unserious franchise. Like they are an unserious franchise yeah. and you don't want to believe it because it, it's a facade because they look serious because they always do win 10 games you know it seems like they always are in the playoffs but this is a guy that has to have control of the organization so if he brings in a Vrabel a Belichick a legit coach that he doesn't have control of then he doesn't want it so the until only, he goes it's not going to change the only coach that's ever won a Super Bowl under Jerry Jones is Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones had a falling out like a major yeah. falling out and that's why he left and it had to do with Jerry didn't feel like he was getting credit for the Super Bowl uh, and he deserved more. Um, and Jimmy Johnson didn't want Jerry really involved in anything. And obviously Jerry wanted to. And that's 100% the reason. I don't think that, you know, whoever they bring in, if Jerry Jones is wanting to have control, it would ever work. Um, you know, Jason Garrett was there for nine years. It's crazy to think that really in our lifetime, there's been three Dallas head coaches for how, yeah. like you said, unserious they've been. Um, but it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's just funny. I think it's the same thing with quarterbacks. You know, they, they bring in these guys who are really good quarterbacks, but they, they've, they're never the top tier and they never win a playoff game. Um, you know, it's the same thing with how they handle money where it's like, he yeah. got this major deal. Pollard got this major deal. You know, you, you, he really is a player's owner. So if he loves you and you were loyal to him, he's going to pay you a lot of money for it, but that can hamper you down the road. So I, I agree. And that's why they will never be for me, be viewed as a serious contender. Um, but the moment that changes, it's like, I'm screwed. And I don't know if that ever right. will change, right. but guess we have another year of it. So. Yeah, and then on the Philly side, I mean, whew, that feels dangerous. What they are keeping Sirianni. <laughs> I literally can't talk about the NFCs with you because <laughs> the the smile that comes across your face as we do this every single time. Um, they are keeping Nick Sirianni, and it looks like they are giving him another chance uh, and letting him hire coordinators. I think it is fair to think that way. The guy yeah. does have an unbelievable record. Yeah. He was in the Super Bowl last year. They're in the playoffs this year. They're whatever. Uh it's just this thing could totally collapse next year. Maybe more realistically than it could come back together, I think, when you're keeping a guy like that. 
yeah, I agree with all of that. It, it It's not like it's unfair for him to keep it. It'd be, it'd be almost unfair for him to lose it because like you said, Correct. what the success was just a year ago. And it's like, he's had two bad months overall. Um, but the fall was so epic and so bad where, I mean, they were, they didn't compete the last two months, let alone yep. win. Yep. And it, it, there's, you know, the fans don't like him. He's corny. It almost feels in a way, you know, there's been nothing brought up about it, but it, it feels in a way that the locker room was lost almost. Uh, this is a really bad roster in, in a lot of spots now. Um, it, it's like for Sirianni, I feel like it's just a ticking time bomb um, where, you know, if you will see what he, the interesting thing though, is that they, they brought in, or they did the same thing with Doug where they said, Hey, you know, you can see, like, give us the list of coordinators. Um, and then they fired him and it, I guess it worked this time. So I'm curious to see, I, I know Jim Bob Cooter was mentioned and you're like, if that's who he brought to the table, to the Eagles owner, I'm just, I'm just curious as to, why that was, um, you know, allowed to be, you know, that's the yes, that's the yes guy. It's like Holt, Jim Bob, yeah, bring him in, you, your job's safe. So I, yeah. I still have a lot of Hurts questions, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, the Colts and the Eagles have had a uh, super weird back and forth the past few years um, with coaches. Yeah, like I'll be, I wouldn't give a shit if they took him. He doesn't call the plays for us. I don't care. Yeah. And then the funny thing is we would probably bring in Brian Johnson, who yep. was Anthony's quarterback or college coach. So we would just swap with them. And I don't think it hurts us at all. It might help us because he has a stronger relationship with Anthony and he yep. doesn't have to call the plays for us because Shane does. And for them, you know, Jim Bob's fine. That can't be the guy that was number one on the list though, when he went into that meeting. And that's the thing. Me and Brent were texting about it. And he was like, Jim Bob Cooter is, and I was like, that you kind of like that doesn't that can't be right. Like when's the last time he called plays? It's been years. Detroit. Like that like Detroit with Stafford? Maybe. It, I don't I it's like I don't remember his name since then. And you talk about Indianapolis where like I knew he was on Indy, but I like looked it up to make sure that like he wasn't fired anything, but he was so irrelevant, it felt like in that building. Um, I mean, when you're an offensive coordinator that doesn't call the plays, it's like, look, I'm sure you're involved in the week to week, but at the end of the day, yeah, the schemes, but you what do you, it's your, it's your you're, job. you're, you are replaceable. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Like very much so. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I just think it's a spot. I, I, again, I, I know. And also I just, I'm confused because everyone was mad about the play calling and like the schemes and I get it was bad, but I mean, they have so much talent there on offense and it was like, it was never utilized. It felt like, and so maybe there was like a thing about, I, I don't know. I just weird. I don't like Hertz. I think, I mean, the Hertz questions are, should be just as big as the Sirianni questions. Um, and now you're seeing like the Kafka thing. It's like, you want to rip on like people want to like are confused by that. We're confused by that. Brian Johnson's made it to like four second interviews as well. So clearly yeah. he knows something. They, like they there's something that they see that we don't like so maybe brian johnson isn't the whole issue here like maybe that wasn't the problem which makes you even more worried about sirianni like yeah. i don't know man that's risky it's it's very risky so we'll something see. to keep an eye out for something to keep an eye out for um but dallas can't win the nfc's next year so it's like is that gonna know, mean it's an eagles that. resurgence or does that mean that 
God forbid Washington or New York figure out what winning football is again. Cause it's, we haven't been involved in this no repeat in 19 seasons since like 2014 or whatever. I mean, look, we'll get into Washington. If they get Ben Johnson and Drake may, I don't know. They're going to be pretty juicy as an underdog to win the division. I think. Oh yeah. They'd, they'd be the team that I, like you're kidding me about the most. I, and it just makes no sense that we might be like, I think I like Washington the most heading into the yeah. division next year. No, like, it's one hundred percent true. If they, they get Ben Johnson and like uh any, I mean either Caleb Williams or Drake May, right? A, their draft, their draft capital too is awesome. Uh, you know they they have secondary talent. You know they lost their pass rushing, uh, pass rushers. So it's like how can they? go around that either with free agency or number one in cap space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Everything's coming up Washington. So I, it, truthfully, it's like, God forbid Weird. Dan Snyder, you know, wasn't forced out. It, maybe that's where I need to make my stand at. Do I need to be a Dan Snyder backer and just be like, Hey, it, he was wrongfully, <laughs> he was wrongfully kicked out of the NFL. I mean, it is truly incredible how quickly they potentially could turn things around here. It, it could be in the blink of an eye. And it is all because of new management. <laughs> yeah, it's, it starts at the top. Like, I, I mean, well, shit, while we're here. I mean, if you're the Giants right now, okay? If you're the Giants right now, you have the number, what do you have, six? Yeah. You have the number six pick. You're looking at your division. You go, look, Dallas is still going to win games, right? They're yeah. Dallas. Philly, we don't know. We can see either side. Washington, they're more of a like threat than doing. not a threat right now. Philly. Yeah. Like, if the Giants... What QB has to be taking snaps for you to say right now, if everything goes how we think it is, my team can win the division next year. Who is that taking snaps? That's my problem because okay. I, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the issue. Zach. Like yeah. every time okay. I put my head on the pillow at night and you're like, all right, let's go through the teams. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like, where are we at? Yeah. Rutgers yeah. basketball, like just get us to next year. Rutgers that's football, next. we're going to, we're going to be eight and four. Uh, yep. Yankees, like we didn't get some of the offseason signings. We're, we're, we need to find a pitcher. Maybe Radon can can take a step forward. Uh, the Giants are like, I don't know what the hell the quarterback's going to be next year because I just I can't be Daniel Jones. It, it cannot be Daniel Jones. Yeah, we just yeah. cannot do that because then what happens if he if he plays decent? <laughs> like, well, no, it was it'd be a nightmare. I I can't handle that. I'm already out on him. I love Danny, but we have to move on. And so it's one of those things where. I don't – whoever we draft, you hope it's – I mean, just tr- – I just want to trade the the farm for Caleb Williams. I just want Chicago- – I just want Poles to do something so stupid. I would – like, whatever Herschel Walker wanted and more for him, it, I want to get rid of it all. And if it's not right. him, like, it, do we just have Tyrod Taylor be our quarterback next year? Like, I don't know. It's – it Isn't he a free agent? Yeah, but I figured you could if we said like, "Hey, we're gonna bring you in, right? You're gonna be the main guy." Um, like he would 100 sign with us. So, but I I don't know who the free agent like. Do we just try to get like a Kirk Cousins? But that's that is not the type of offense we need because we need somebody who can at least move around in the pocket. Uh, so I don't know what other free agents are available that you're like could be beneficial or another guy that we could potentially trade for if play games not Justin Herbert. So that's the one spot where I feel a lot of concern as a Giants fan. 
Let me look it up something. Uh, yeah. It's like defensively too. I love where we're at defensively. I don't think losing wink is that big of a deal. I think every single one of our players is except for maybe Isaiah Simmons can be used in any defensive scheme. The fact that I feel like we have two starting linebackers going into the offseason is the first time I felt that since like Antonio Pierce left the New York Giants. Um, and like defensively, it's like we have Dexter Lawrence, unless we trade for Caleb Williams, uh, Kayvon, uh, Bob. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know why I said Bobby O'Karrake, but like we we have a edge guy that I trust. We have an interior guy. And then corners wise, I mean, Tay Banks is going to be an issue in the NFL. And I think we're going to resign Xavier McKinney, who's like the best graded safety uh so we're there um i'm just gonna try to find something real quick it's just taking me a little longer than i wanted it to i mean i can keep talking giants football okay you win more or less games than this guy than daniel jones tyler huntley less joe flacco Less just because of schemes, but my God, it would be fun. Teddy Bridgewater. Less. Drew Locke. Less. That's Sam Darnold. Less. Marcus Mariota. Less. Jacoby Brissett. Less. Gardner Minshew. Less just because of moving at a pocket awareness, moving out of the pocket. Like, I need a guy who can move, who can run a, a read option. Jameis Winston. More. Okay. Because we're taking shots. Baker Mayfield. More. As painful as that, that is to say, more. Ryan Tannehill. Probably more. Kirk Cousins. I I just I struggle with that just because I I don't think he can move. So I'll say less there. So realistically. That's the thing where it's like, I just don't know who the upgrade is from Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is like, I still think a competent quarterback. It's just, I can't deal with that for another year. So I'm, I'd be fine to take a step back and just be like, we're, we're in year three of the rebuild. Everyone knows it. We just couldn't get a quarterback this year, but that makes you want to trade everything, everything for a quarterback. Would you trade everything up to get Jaden Daniels? Because I think that's the most realistic trade up. See, I don't think we have to trade up as much um, because then we're trading up from six to three, which is different. And right, but I'm saying one and two are trading back unless there's a miracle. That's exactly. And I, but we don't have to trade the farm to trade up from six to three. I don't think. And also, I when you look at the uh, let's look at the if I look at the draft board, who is picking three again? New is it New England? I mean, that's the problem. A lot of it depends on who New England is because New England might be like, I mean, we're not trading back because we want Jaden Daniels. So that right. becomes the issue. But Arizona, I think you can trade up with. Um, but if we're trading up from six to three, hypothetically, because they're like, we don't want a quarterback. We're just going to get like, we just want like Joe Alt or something or one of these receivers, um, which then it'd be dumb to not take Marvin Harrison. I think it's this year's first, next year's first, and like a third. And maybe Saquon, take Saquon. So... It's an interesting spot for the Giants. Yeah. Um, there were some games this weekend. There were. And it was we a fun four. weekend of football. It was a good weekend of ball. It was a good weekend of ball. Um, starts in Baltimore. And Baltimore rolls. But, God, Houston returns the, that punt, and you're just like, is Baltimore going to ever get over the hump? Like, 
we're thinking it. Their fans are thinking it. I'm sure their players are thinking it. And they go into halftime, I believe 10 all at half. And it looks just like, wow, Houston might pull this off. And then apparently Lamar spoke at halftime and they were a different team in the second half. He was unbelievable. He showed why he's the MVP. I was happy for him because I, I don't think it was unfair, but he also like really hasn't gotten a chance yet to kind of show yeah. what he can be in the playoffs. Um, I thought it was a huge moment for him, a huge moment for the team. And they really showed like, there's always the number one seed that rolls. It's them. And it's deservingly so. Cause you know, since that, whatever their schedule got difficult in Jacksonville, whenever it started, they've looked untouchable almost. Uh, and it yeah. continued this week. Yeah. I think the, the story a should be the defense before Lamar, but uh, that, that uh, I would hire that defensive coordinator blindly right now to be my head coach. Yeah. Because what he did was impressive um, beyond belief. And yeah, Lamar deserves a lot of credit. And I I think one thing is I know the punt return made it close at halftime, but, and I talked about, I, I was more nervous about them coming off of the, you know, the two weeks rest versus San Francisco. It was close in the first half score wise, but it did not feel close watching that football game. It didn't. It It was defensively. They were just able to shut down Houston and it took a punt return for them to get a touchdown Otherwise, they could not move the football. Every time they got a first down, it was like, I don't know how we're supposed to get 10 more yards. Um, And offensively, it just felt like you're waiting for the moment for them to just explode. And it it came in the second half. Um, But all credit to them for just coming out, pedal to the metal. Defensively, just look at this and you're just like, I... I know Houston's had ups and downs, but the way they were able to shut down them and the running game and the passing game, it was like everybody was covered. Everybody was covered. CJ played pretty well, all things yeah. considered. I thought in yeah, terms of just finding the the you know what window was available, finding it, putting the ball there. But there was no way they were going to win this game or be able to score. Baltimore completely rolled. It was one of the more impressive number one seed victories I feel like I've seen in recent years. Uh, so all things credit to Baltimore. Yeah, Houston this season didn't score a touchdown in two games. Uh, week one against Baltimore. An offensive touchdown, obviously. Week one against Baltimore, and then the divisional round against Baltimore. Yeah, Like, you play a team for eight quarters and they don't score a touchdown, uh, it's pretty good. I don't care who you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. phenomenal defense. Um, Houston, great season. Uh, they're going to be the, the love fest of this summer. It's deservedly so. I'm gladly okay with it. Take it. Love it. You know, you beat Gardner Minshew and Joe Flacco. Congrats. Like That's the thing, and we always say, you know, the Giants were kind of the one coming into this year. The team that overperforms and then they come in and you're like, this is going to be everyone's darling. It, it feels like there's always a comeback. Uh, so that's where things are going to get interesting for Houston. Yeah, they have an interesting offseason. They have um, Cleveland's first round pick, but it's a team where you look, you're like, okay, we'll get Tank Dell back. So that that helps, right? Because Nico, I think you've established he can be a guy for you. You can be confident if that is your number one. Mm-hmm. But um Schultz was just a one-year deal they had a lot of these defenders on a one-year deal so it was an interesting team that was actually like way older than you'd expect because Mm -hmm. of the rookie quarterback because Tank Dell was young so they had a kind of a weird blend of a roster this year so uh it is interesting to see how they'll uh pivot but I think you know look you got CJ I bet they retained Slowick for at least another year here so I I think they'll be okay in terms of that but interesting moves coming up personnel wise to see how they kind of mix and match this thing now that's the interesting thing because it was a lot of, like you said, prove it deals. It was a lot of 
uh, guys who like they had like Dalton Schultz. Why did he go to Houston? Because they offered him the most. They had so much cap yeah. space that they were just yeah. throwing it at guys for one year deals. Um, but now you feel like, hey, we have the quarterback. Uh, you only have four more years of him on a rookie deal. So it's it is now the we are going to spend to bring everything impossible for four years. And that can be really, really good or really, really fun. But it can also be a scary thing when one deal goes bad and now you have a bunch of dead cap space. Um, so it's going to be interesting personnel wise, like you said, and just how they draft where they try to fill holes. Yeah. Uh, like it. It's one of those things where I say when there's a comeback, I don't want to say like, I think they're going to be a four one team. Like they're going sure. to be a 500 team at worst, I think next year. But now all of a sudden you have a first place schedule. Uh, you have, uh, like we said, an overhaul maybe in personnel. Um, you know, you have a, a season of tape on CJ Stroud. We see a lot of great quarterbacks. Not It's not like it's just a, a thing for CJ, but we've seen a lot of great quarterbacks have a little bit of a sophomore slump. Um, so it's just going to be an interesting thing. And also Jacksonville, I know they were disappointing, but you have, like, it's, we're going to come in the off season and be like Jacksonville, like, dude, they're, where are they bad at? Right. And then Indy, like we talked about, you know, they overachieved more than Houston overachieved in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, how the season went. So their conference is going to get tougher. Their schedule is going to get tougher. It's going to be an interesting year for them, but yeah. it's so fun. I would love to be in their spot. Yeah, year one, that's all you could ask for. Like, you got a home playoff game, you won your division, you completely overachieved. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like, God, it's a lot, it's a lot coming at us next year now. Like you said, you got now got to play Kansas City, you got to play Baltimore, you got to play Buffalo, Dallas. So it loads up, it doesn't get any easier next year. But, you know, when you have a guy that you think is, you know, a top 10 quarterback already, then, you know, you can feel okay about it, at least from that perspective. Um, I mean, Baltimore, probably gonna get Mark Andrews back next week. Yeah, like, I mean, we'll get to the preview matchup. I just, they look pretty unstoppable right now. Yeah. They're just good at they're everywhere. Everywhere. You they just look at how Josh Allen, I will talk about where Buffalo's offensive scheme, it felt like lacked this week. Yeah. But in terms of what Josh Allen was able to do, to do just running the ball and extending the pocket. I mean, they have another guy who's going to be coming in who just rushed for a hundred yards this past right. week. Um, and the weapons are better. And, their defense is going to be way better than what whatever Buffalo's was. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about that game before we get into it, but yeah. it's a scary match for Kansas City. No doubt. And, it, and it's a team that, like you said, is wanting to prove a lot of things right now. Yep, no doubt. Baltimore moves on. They will remain at home uh, for Kansas City, who we will get into uh, later on. The night game, Saturday night game, what a game it was. Mm-hmm. The young gun Green Bay Packers travel to San Francisco and completely outplay the San Francisco 49ers. How much, I mean, it's ironic, unfortunately, that we got into heartbreaking losses for teams and then for the Green Bay Packers really is what we ended up talking about on the podcast before this matchup. I mean, where do you rank this one and what are your thoughts on it? Because you kind of look at them like Houston, right? Happy to be here. What a run. You take this no matter what. You think you found your guy. And then you flip it real quick and you're like, damn, we were here again with a chance to win this game um, and and kind of win it comfortably if you just do some things right. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I think it ranks higher because it feels like it's the one that got away because the first – what would that be? 44? 
two minutes of football. <laughs> they were unstoppable. Um, yeah. You know, they, they struggled to finish drives in the first half, they but then in the second drives. half, the third quarter, you're finishing drives. Um, everything's going well. And then, you know, it goes, what, pick, punt, miss field goal, pick, and you lose by three points. Yep. And it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, wow, did, did I expect to be here one month ago? Absolutely not. But you only get so many opportunities to have these runs in, in football. And yeah. you never, you never know. And sometimes it's fun to be the team where you're like, man, like no one expects us. We kind of are the one you're overlooking. We'll get, if we win, we get Detroit, uh, who, you know, we, we played and we know well, and I, I, our defense is getting better and we feel like we can stop them. Uh, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl and like your mind's going all of these places. And yep. then just for the crash where it's like, you, you didn't need much. You just needed something in the fourth quarter offensively. And the missed field goal, when you lose by three, makes it even worse. Jordan Love, where it's like immediately just kind of two bad picks, I guess. I mean, the last one you're trying to just, you're forcing the ball places, uh, which I understand. But it, it's definitely six or sucky situation for Packers fans. I feel bad because I wasn't really paying attention to my phone too much because I was watching this one at a bar. And when they were tied i looked at my phone and i realized that will and mason had both texted me about bo melton and i i, I was like now is not the time to respond so i didn't yeah. respond and i was like if they win i'll respond then but they didn't so i has i, I still have their messages um to respond to but I, i'm probably going to text them now because i feel like it's been yeah. long enough to be like hey but that's why i didn't text you guys back yep, so and it was one of those things where i knew i felt bad because it would be one thing if it was like hey they texted me San Francisco just turned it up and they just kind of couldn't keep up with them. But it, it felt more like green Bay lost this game than San Francisco won it. I agree. I, I texted will. Um, at Saturday at 10 o'clock, I think it was when love threw another touchdown on the out route to Tucker craft, a good ball. And they were kind of in control at that point, but it wasn't like a, a jinx or anything. I just said, your QB is so sick. And he responded saying, I simply couldn't have another bite. I am stuffed from three straight Hall of Famers. <laughs> he had some good memes going that day too about it. Like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Green Bay, and Mike asked this question today, other than San Francisco heading into this offseason in which we don't know anything, right? There could be a whole lot of changes. It's still football. It is January. Is there a team right now that you would put – second in the NFC in terms of expectations and excitement above Green Bay right now? I, I think one team you could argue. I, I feel like you can argue Dallas if that's the one that you're thinking about. I, I was thinking Detroit, but if they lose Ben, I just don't know what they're going to look like. That's but, I, I didn't have Detroit in there because it it's like the Ben I think Johnson thing and also it's the Goff thing um, yeah. where it's just like – I. I Dallas is fair. We'll see what it is. Dallas to just always like, still, Dallas's yeah. expectations has to be right now Super Bowl or bust like it's been. Um, but I agree. I I it's not an easy no. I mean NFC is mean, terrible, so that's part of this. But exactly that's the point. <laughs> uh, but it's a weird spot because you you look at this team and you're almost like I I don't have 
like why do we have expectations for them but not really Houston and a lot comes down to LaFleur it comes down to how well Jordan Love played it comes down to the fact that their defense was so bad and all of a sudden it turned around immensely um they have all of the young receivers that felt like they needed and all of a sudden they all have a bond with Jordan Love and you know the Texans came into the season with no expectations the Packers came into the season of expectations of making the playoffs and Jordan Love proving himself. And it it feels like how the season started that they had no expectations, but there was, they were disappointed. Now right. they make it and they go on this run and all of a sudden you're shifting your expectations. So I definitely think that, um, you know, I, would their expectations next year be Super Bowl? I don't think so. But if I was yeah. a Packers fan, it's like, Hey, let's, we have a, we got to keep this thing moving. We got to, we got to sure up some things. We got to give Jordan Love help on the defensive side. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if we're not competing for an NFC North championship next year and winning one, now we're asking questions about not ex- or not meeting expectations. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, if you look um, uh, offensively, I like everything they have. Like, the receivers are young by, like, all Melton, Wicks, Reed, Christian Watson, who we barely saw this year. Romeo Dobbs, Musgrave, like they're, I, it's kind of risky because next year, can you sustain that? I don't know. Like, are these guys are, are actually good or are they just, was it a weird deal this year? I don't know. I would think that at least one of those or two of those guys are going to turn out to be pretty good. Defensively, like you said, I think that's where all the investment goes into this summer, um, both in the draft and free agency, which Green Bay is usually reluctant in free agency anyways. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, the division should be theirs next year. I think they'll be the favorite, even with Detroit's success, because I think people are going to value Ben Johnson that much. And I think that's correct. Um, and yeah, I would just be like terrified if I'm a Bears fan of what the Packers might become again for the next decade. So that's exciting for them. Yeah. And I think the receivers thing is it's an interesting conversation because I've always said um, one of my things about a quarterback being great is they make the receivers better than they actually are talent wise. Um, yeah. And I I don't I don't know that answer about uh love yet. I think a lot of it has to do what what happens when they leave. Uh right. what were they before they came? You know, for example, like Eli Manny, everyone's like not that good. Like Hakeem Nix, never heard of him when he left. Uh, you know, Mario Manningham, never heard of him when he left. Steve Smith, never heard of him when he left. So it's like a lot of these guys where it's like, what happens if Romeo Dobbs leaves and he all of a sudden is buried at the end of the roster and you never hear his name again? You're like, dude, he was so talented at green bay like yeah seriously have fallen off because wide receiver is a position too where it goes anywhere like if you're a good receiver you can play football anywhere it doesn't have to be as much of schemes as anything um and you talk to packers fans and a lot of their stuff with jordan love at the beginning of the year was like well we were so young on at the receiver position and all of a sudden they all became great and you're like okay well is that a lot talking about jordan love's credit of getting you know building a relationship with these guys, getting everyone on the same page. Cause if that's true, I don't see any drop off in right. terms of uh, what the receiver production is. And I, I, I just look at it. And I'm like the receiver production, the way it was at the end of the year was so good. I, I don't understand how it could have been fake because it's such a weird position for every, every single one of them yep. to all of a sudden be guys. It wasn't like oh, a handful of the two. It was literally every single guy they put out on the field to catch a football became a really good football player. Yeah, and I uh, think the constant in that is the guy that they're going to have 
for the remain for the foreseeable future, which is Matt LaFleur. Like, yeah, maybe it was just these young guys had to figure out this offense, figure out where they're supposed to be, what the timing works like. And the second half of the season, you saw that unfold, especially late in the playoffs. I mean, again, against San Francisco, whether it was Dobbs or someone else coming across the field, catches the ball, and there's no jerseys there for a limited time again. Like, I've never seen a team like that scheme stuff open to get that open and these receivers know what they're doing to understand it, to get that kind of spacing. So I, I think LaFleur's got total command of this offense with love and what they want to be and what they want to become. So I think it's – And he, he's a West Coast high. offense guy, right? Yeah. And I mean, he's in the tree with all those guys. The thing about the West Coast offense specifically, and you have to talk about even Jordan Love's improvement, is it's all about timing. And you hear about like Bill Walsh and how he talked to his quarterbacks where he's like, no, 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 no. I don't care if you thought the window is there. It's a three and a half step drop. It's three and a half steps, not three, not three and a quarter, not four, three and a half steps. And that's the same thing with receivers. Like I I don't want you to run four yards and cut up. No, it's three and then you move. And if that all comes together, and like you said, the spacing, the timing, everything clicks, that's an offense where all of a sudden you're like, how can so many guys be this wide open consistently? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so there's a lot to be excited about on Green Bay. Um, exciting offseason coming, and, you know, kind of the biggest thing that everyone worries about is not really a concern of yours right now with the way Love played. On the San Francisco side, what's the level of concern? Is it we beat a hot team, we had a week off, it's not easy to get back? Is it does this team have no shot to win at all? Is it where, where are you at right now with the San Francisco 49ers following that game? I think that there was a little bit – I think it, there's been a little bit of an overreaction to the San Francisco side. Yeah. Um, I think for two reasons. Number one, like, I don't know. They're, like, offensively, Brock didn't look great, and I, I understand that. And, like, Debo got hurt and all that stuff. But they were still – they still had a couple very long drives. I mean, they missed yeah. a field goal as well. That was blocked at the end of a half. Um, so, you know, if let's just say hypothetically, both those are, it's not like, oh, well, if the Packers, they made their field goal or in overtime, who knows what happens? What happens if the 49ers make theirs? And now all of a right. sudden they had, the Packers couldn't even kick the field goal there. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of stuff that we're overlooking. I know Brock played awful. Um, but it was his first one back and, you know, they're defensively, they just stopped the hottest team in the NFL's offense to 21 points. And I know Jordan Love played really good for three quarters, but that fourth quarter, I mean, they, they completely halt, halted the Green Bay yeah. offense. Uh, I think that they deserve a lot of credit for that defensively, just the way that they're making those in-game adjustments. Because it, yeah, I don't know about you, but to me, it just felt like all of a sudden the 49ers were flying around again. Like yeah. there was gold helmets everywhere versus those, you know, beginning of the game, there wasn't. Uh so I, I think it's a bit of an overreaction. I think a lot of it, too, you have to understand who's on the other side of the field uh, is a guy from the Shanahan coaching tree. So he's going to know no team was more prepared for whatever San Francisco was doing than the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to have to worry about that, right? I think, for the rest of the uh, season, which is huge. So I think there's been a bit of an overreaction. I, I think that for them, probably good because you're kind of like, all right, now all of a sudden nobody likes us and there's this hot team in Detroit that yeah. is going to come into our town and, hey, let's show them who we are. Uh, so I wasn't too worried about them. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. I, I think one thing that's been certain is when they lose Debo, it really, really affects them <laughs> despite how much we like Shanahan, despite 
you know, just like that, how open we can get guys. Um, so I think that's a part of it. Like Debo is so valuable to this team. Uh, and then the other side is, yeah, like Brock, look, it, it wasn't great. And if you, if you want to compare him to the other guys in the playoffs, Mahomes and Lamar that are available. Yeah. He's not those guys. He's, Fine. No one ever said he was going to be. Why are we? What, duh. Like, of course, <laughs> you're going to watch those games and think differently of those guys. No one is saying that. Like, but, you know, the Brock narrative, as we've talked about all year, is one of the strangest arguments that people have loved to do. The guy is now only playoff loss was when he couldn't throw the ball anymore. So until he, you know, loses the game, I'm not going to discount it. And look, they didn't play well. They didn't play great. Fourth quarter drive when they needed it, when they needed to win the game, that third down throw to Juwan Jennings over the middle as he's getting pressured is one of the best throws that we've seen this year in football. So like, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, the 49ers put it in slow-mo on their Twitter. I didn't see it, but now I want to say I love slow-mo videos. I mean, if you just look, go to 49ers Twitter, it's like, this is art. It is an absolute dime he drops in the most important part of the game. So yeah, if your guy didn't play well, but steps up in the fourth quarter and gets you the lead, and leaves it up to your defense that has been dominant and, and you know known for, then yeah, I'll live with those odds and I'll be okay with Brock heading into next week. Um, now, if he does that against a Detroit defense that has really struggled in the first couple of weeks of the playoffs and really all season in terms of explosive plays, in terms of pass defense and just being able to cover guys, I'll be a little more concerned and the narrative can kind of pick up. But uh, he, like you said, Green Bay is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're just, they caught fire uh, defensively. We both talked about we don't like Joe Barry that much. They Green Bay fans certainly don't like him. He's probably coming back next year because of this run. They just caught fired. It happens. That's what NFL defenses can do for a couple of weeks before they come back down to life. But I, I'm not too concerned about Brock yet. I'm not too concerned about the 49ers yet. I agree with you. It does feel like, despite being a six and a half point favorite, they are almost um, underdogs oh in the sense of just what we believe in right now. So I think they're to come out very fired up next week. Uh, but they, they do need Debo, who's as of right now, 50-50 already to play on, on Sunday. Yeah, I and play. I think that's the biggest question is what – because, like we said, what Debo brings. But, I mean, you said it better. It's like it, Brock Purdy, it's like, yeah, his throws. You know, Rosillo was talking about, like, Rosillo hated the performance. And he's like, I, I felt like I saw more dirt on the ball than it going to, you know, get in the guy's hands. Yeah. And, I mean, he still had a – 75% completion percentage or whatever, something yeah. crazy, 70% completion percentage. And I know it wasn't all pretty and the weather was bad and whatever you want to say, but, but you said it best where it's like, it, who had, who played better Baker or Brock Purdy, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, Brock did, but we're comparing him to guys like Mahomes and Lamar and Josh Allen. And when Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl with this team, no one was sitting here saying like, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is so fun to watch. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No, everyone was like, Jimmy Garoppolo is like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love Brock Purdy. And I think that Brock Purdy is great in this offense. And he is a consistent winner. And when he needed to make the throw, he did. But for some reason, people want to take away from, you know, everything. And Yeah, I think I, Brock I, makes that throw in the Super Bowl. I think he makes that throw. I think he can make yeah. that throw. That like, doesn't does mean Brock, he's elite. Put Brock Purdy in the throw that, need, that uh, you know, Jimmy missed in the Super Bowl in 2020. That's what, that's, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah, that, okay. He can make that throw. Like, so and also, at? I just wish that people remembered like how hard it is when you're saying like the Packers defense. And I know Jordan Love did the same thing. Like, I had the same issues, but it was a little bit less because Lafleur is removed from Shanahan, 
So LaFleur knows yeah. everything Shanahan's going to do, but LaFleur has been able to tweak and change, you know, over the yeah. years. Like the Packers defense knew every single thing that the 49ers were going to do offensively. And he still put up 24 points with a missed field goal. And he still had the drive and the throw when he needed it to happen. So, yep. and honestly, we'll talk about Josh Allen in a second, but like Josh Allen had a great running game but they did not do anything offensively down the field. If you look at his throwing chart, it's like it, they had like two deep balls in the fourth quarter. And other than that, everything was in, within five yards of behind the line of scrimmage. And you're like, it was the first, yeah. First game of his career, 104 games. He did not have an explosive play in the passing game. Yeah. And you're just like 20 plus yards, you know, Brock was actually trying to make the plays and Josh, I'm not, I'm not going to blame. We'll get into Josh Allen conversation later, but it's like, I didn't, you can't look at Josh Allen's throwing performance on Sunday and tell me that it was better than Brock Purdy's throwing performance on Saturday. So I think I just, I think there was a lot to write about that didn't need to be written about, about Brock Purdy, but. It'll continue. Even when he wins, they could win the Super Bowl. It'll continue. So it's just something people don't want to give up. 49ers advance. They'll face the Detroit lions. The Detroit lions are going to the NFC championship game. They win uh, a fantastic game. 31, 23 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, Sunday's two games were phenomenal. Like that is for as bad as the regular season football has been for as much as we've come on here and talked about how bad football has been. Those two games absolutely delivered. Like it was a blast sitting there watching those. And I know no one else had two TVs going on on Sunday, but the golf made it even better. It was one of the most fun Sundays I've had in a while in terms of just sitting down and watching sports because everything was electric and everything was like, oh, this is like historical. It was the word of Sunday. It was it was awesome. Uh, Lions went 31-23. Um, I thought this game just was like, I like when games just kind of go correctly. Like, yeah. the Lions were the better team. They showed that. They dominated for a second there. But this Tampa team did not quit and kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And Baker kept slinging it. And all of a sudden, they have a chance with the ball, you know, to go tie this game, you know, to end it, even though you felt like Detroit was the better team. So, I just appreciated how the game went. I mean, both coordinators are hot right now. And I would, I mean, I don't know what else you would want to see from either of them in that game. Canales and obviously Ben Johnson yeah. clicking on all cylinders throughout this game. Uh, you know, defenses, they're both bad defenses, but still, it's not easy to score that many points in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And both teams were just executing at a very, very high level uh, for a playoff game in the divisional round. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I agree. Like the offensive play calling was something and also the execution that it, it felt like was occurring throughout the game. And uh, like, man, there's so many explosive plays. There were so many guys getting involved. It wasn't one guy every single time. It was like Jamison Williams was making plays. Josh Reynolds was making plays. Yep. Like, and you're like, oh, but obviously they still have this Laporta and uh, Amon Ra. Yep. Jamar Gitt, or Jameer Gibbs was like he was awesome. all of a sudden unleashed as a David Montgomery fantasy football owner. Thank God it took this long yeah it took um, a long time for that and then on tampa side where it's like i know trey palmer didn't score but he had a he almost did and he was tweeting about being pissed off yep uh mike evans had like the mike evans play when it needed to happen uh we can talk about the two-point conversion though where it was kind of you know you could have we could have sold that a little bit differently mike yeah. um but you know kate Otten, i love kate Otten. I the no gloves love in a him. dome was an all-time move yeah it, that was the, that was classic tight end stuff. There. And he still had that phenomenal catch on the sidelines. Yeah. So I, we I don't like need gloves. Uh, yeah. If I didn't wear gloves in seventh grade, I would have had a pick six. 
Correct. tweet about it. Uh, and I mean, uh, what's his face? Number one, who's n- number one now? Rashad White. Uh, yeah, Rashad White. But they, they have another. I thought they had another tiny receiver that I always think is uh, Jalen Dotson, but maybe not. Uh, maybe it was just Trey Palmer. But it, uh, everyone was making plays. Uh, yeah, Baker was fun. He still did Baker at the end, but it was an all-around really fun football game to watch. And it it felt a little bit there like the team with the ball last was going to win. Um, but I'm glad that Baker threw the pick because we didn't need to see Detroit. I mean, we didn't need to see uh, right Tampa Bay going to San Francisco. Yeah, it was fun that they were close, but you're like, okay, don't win it because yeah. I want next week to be better. Yeah, the Bucks, they're in an interesting spot this summer. Mike Evans is a free agent. Baker's a free agent. I mean, you can easily convince yourself, and it's not wrong, that like, hey, let's just run this back another year. We know we'll have a chance at the division. We know we don't have to win 11 games to win it. Like, and let's, let's see if we can make a little more magic in the playoffs, even though we know we're not going to win at all. Like not every team has realistic chances of winning at all. Yeah. So I would expect them to kind of fake run this back with Baker, with Mike Evans, if he comes back. Um, But if not, I mean, this is a team that most of us thought, like we both were saying sell, like this team's going to be horrible. So credit to them. You know, they still have dudes and they they had a hell of a run. So I, I I give them credit, even though like I know it was the NFC South. I know they got to face a Philly team that was dead, but the way they competed yesterday, I I think it really gave them a lot of credit for being in that position that they were in. Yeah, and the, the fact that they blew out Philly like that, you know, it'd be right. one thing if they beat Philly close, like, all right, if Philly was Philly a couple weeks ago, like this wasn't yeah. a game. But no, they blew them out, they did their job. And I agree, I think it's one hundred percent run it back. Mike Evans, what he's done. I'm glad that he has a ring so yes. that I, because Tampa Bay, then like you keep him for life. Like he needs yep. to be, he never needs to be able to leave that building. I just yep. don't care. Pay him whatever. You have but, to pay him past his way past his prime, whatever that is. Cause it doesn't seem like it's ever happening, but he deserves to stay there as long as he wants. 100%. What he's done. I, I am the biggest Mike Evans fan ever. I have loved Mike Evans since like 2013 or whatever. Yeah. The stats that he has are insane. Like, when we go through the stats in 20 years and our kids are like, you know, we're not going to name Mike Evans first. Yep. But then you're going to look at his stats and you're like, the dude had a thousand yards, like every, every single year of his career. Every single year. Insane. Um, yeah. I think running back with Baker. I mean, we, I talked about the giants, like there's nobody, there's nobody coming into this, you know, off season that's like available that I think can do better than what Baker does. Um, you know, he has his Baker moments, but overall, I think he impressed this season. And it's like, yeah. hey, keep him keep him in an offense just for another year. Rashad White is only going to get better, it feels like. They have the young receivers. And then defensively, at the end of the day, they have Todd Boyles. So, I'm, and they had a lot of injuries. And I know it's a lot of vets, but they, they had a lot of injuries. If those guys can get healthy, maybe draft some younger stuff. Because I don't know how much they need offensively. I mean, Tristan Wirfs is... I mean, they're off, their offensive line was together the entire year. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they have all of that. Tristan Wurst isn't going to leave. So I feel like they can up this second. I mean, this defense, they have a great safety in Winfield, but uh, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. Is he, yeah, I was going to say he's going to be a free agent because Xavier's going to yeah. be one and Shin's going to be one too. So I knew they were all in the same class. But, uh, you know, make sure you kind of get guys like that back because I, I hope I need somebody to hold me accountable that when we do a NFL or we do our NFC preview, like, don't let me pick anybody but tampa because right. the saints right. didn't get better the panthers are not going to get better atlanta would be the only one to consider and i i still am hard pressed to i don't know what they're going to be 
So I think Tampa can be a 10 win team next year, make the playoffs. And again, they're going to be a team where it's like, they don't have expectations of playing in the Super Bowl, but I don't want to go to Tampa week one. And I don't want Tampa playing me week two. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I I would guess Dave Canales doesn't get it one this year. So I bet you get him back for one more year. Like I, I think you have to run it back, try to keep Evans, try to keep Baker. I'm guessing it'll be hard to pay Winfield too. I don't know what their salary is like, but that just feels like two big contracts that you have to give out to Baker and Mike to keep them. Um, I think the Baker one, I don't think you have to pay him that much or that long term. I don't know. His, his contract would be really weird. Like, what do you commit to him to? Two years? Like, what do you? Yeah, you give him a two year, $40 million deal. Yeah. It's like, Baker, what do you think? You're A, you're not getting money. You're not getting a starting job anywhere else. Unless yeah. you want to go back to like, true. Actually, you're not going to get a starting job anywhere else. I don't think, unless you want to come to like New York. But, uh, you know, you're you're been in the system. You kind of jumped around the last couple of years. I, I feel like it's going to be easy to lock down Baker. I think Mike Evans is the one where you basically just throw him out, throw him, you know, right, 160 mil for five years, and you're just like, yeah, we're just going to have to eat it. But no, for life, no Buccaneers fans going to complain about signing Mike Evans to a major no. deal. So. No. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, on the Detroit side, I mean, just enjoy it like you are. Incredible crowd again. Incredible atmosphere. Incredible performances by Jameer Gibbs and Aiden Hutchinson. Still can't believe the Jags took Trayvon Walker at one. Um, they're just fun. They're fun. It's it's a hell of a test next week. I mean, Frank Ragnow, the effort he put in to stay in that football game was borderline a miracle. Um could barely walk and he was out there playing like he's all Detroit they're all Detroit it fits so well so it's just it's fun and look they're, they're going in next week fully believing they can win so this isn't like some cute runs they're in the NFC championship and they're there to go to the Super Bowl it's going to be such a fun weekend next weekend it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome I, the one thing that concerns me is their defense where you're just like you know yeah it's not great it's we'll see you just got to keep the guys in front of them maybe Brock has an actual bad <sighs> game I mean, you lead, uh, you're the worst in the league in explosive plays, and you've got the 49ers. That's not, it's a little worrisome. Yeah. But so, I mean, without getting to the preview, the Lions can move the damn ball. That's so, the thing. We're, and we, we saw that, you know, the Packers were able to do it for three quarters. Yep. So it, it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, yeah, I just, I can't even, I can't say enough about Ben Johnson and like the way they move the ball, the way they play offense, the aggressiveness they have. They're just, they're good, they're good offense. And it's with Josh Reynolds, Jared Goff. Like I know I'm on raw. I know the offensive line is great. And you have Amon Ra and Jameer. I'm not trying to be dismissive of the talent, but at the same time, what they're doing is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's easier to get, I feel like a number one than it is to get three positions and it is to get depth at all three. And that's right. what they have. Where it's just like, there's not one guy where you're like, Hey, let's leave him on an Island. And yep. like, you know, if he makes a play, it's it's like when I would be on the basketball court with Caddyshack, like, look, everyone knew defensively, like, let this guy stand in the corner. And if he makes a three, we have to we have to live and die by that. And that's like you can't do that with anybody on Detroit. So yeah. I mean, not a lot of teams the most have crucial that. play of the game. They they get a stop on second or third down, but they left who was it, Josh Reynolds on an island and he beat him on a one-on-one move and Jamal Dean or whoever it was hit him in the face mask and they got five yards and automatic first down. Like, yeah. And I think it was Tariq or whoever it was, was like, you know, you can't guard him like that. Cause you know, he's not getting it. 
I don't know what makes you think that he wouldn't get the ball. Detroit will give it to anybody. <laughs> to anybody. Also, like Josh Reynolds was never like a, a scrub. And then James you know, Williams. In LA. People forget like James Williams was like, I don't know, one of the best like the best football player in the NCAA yep. for a while. So yep. They uh, they're good, man. And you got Laporta and Amalana. Like I, I mean, Detroit's interesting because we are going to be quick to dismiss them, I think, when Ben leaves, but like God, they're arguably their three best players are rookies. Yeah. Like for Branch, Laporte, and Gibbs. Like it was an absolute home run draft. So it's not and, like they're gonna go away. It's just gonna be very interesting to see if it's how sustainable it is. It's that and it's also like, you know, the quarterback thing where it's just if they had, you know, I'm I don't look, I know this is a dumb comparison, but I'm just gonna, like hypothetically, if they had like Patrick Mahomes. I could care less who the offensive coordinator was. Right, right. But they have Jared Goff. And it that right. I love Jared Goff. And the fact that he's done this is impressive. Um, and I think he deserves more credit than he's being given in all of it. But you're curious, we're like, I know there's all the talent around you, but you know, we have to be drawing up these plays perfectly. Not perfectly, but what, you know, for Goff's strengths and whoever if somebody can come in there and replicate it, it hey. First off, you have all the weapons, so it's a lot easier to replicate it than if you're just coming in from scratch, like playing in Carolina or something. Um, but I, I think there's a lot more question marks, obviously. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard Ben Johnson speak. I don't know what kind of leader of many is, but I would just bet on it. I would just bet on it because at least we're going to score the ball. So mm-hmm. when you're around Dan Campbell too, he's not going to be Dan Campbell, but I, I'm sure he's picked up a few things. So I also loved Dan Campbell at the end of the game shakes hands and just immediately goes off the field because he wants it to be about his guy. He is just perfect. Like, yeah, you'd, you'd think he'd be the one that's like running around the stadium, high five and everyone, but like he did, it's not about him, even though it like, it does, it feels like it's all about him and the culture he's created, but it's not like, it's not a selfish thing at all. He's just perfect for them. And he never, he never draws for the cameras, right? Like you said, like Sirianni, no, he was literally example, so out of there. No, Sirianni is loves the cameras. Like what we have never seen Dan Campbell do one thing for the cameras. Ever. And you say like, oh, but look at all these speeches he has and like the hard knock stuff. You could tell he's talking to his guys. Like that's just oh, yeah, who totally. he is. So totally. I, I love, I'm, I'm so mad at Stotts every once in a while. I get angry. I'm like, why is he talking off Dan Campbell's train? Because man, it would have been hell and back for that guy. Oh, it would have yep. been perfect. I would have been sitting here like, oh, here comes Justin walking down the street. Dan Campbell's guy. He's girls are whispering. He's been on Dan Campbell since the beginning. I mean, have that. it was it would have made a lot of sense if this thing crashed and burned. I, I it, Too much sense. The, the fact that this has worked perfectly is, is insane, to be honest. Well, so It just speaks so much to Dan Campbell's credit. He's never been also, a coordinator. No, I think that's – it talks about the Antonio Pierce thing where I was like, Antonio exactly. Pierce can't be a DC. He has to stay as the head coach. Right. Um, I, I just think it speaks a lot to how he can just get guys to buy in. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a – you know – he has a very like Harbaugh, for example, gets guys to buy in, but they're like after year two, everyone's like, I'm exhausted. Like, no, he doesn't. He's a player's coach, but he's not like a, we have to be more, you know, we're going to do all these extreme uh, endurance drills in the off season. And like, I'm going to burn you guys yeah. out. I'm going to play you harder than everyone else. It's like, no, that's not what it is. Guys just want to die for Dan Campbell and him running off the field. Like you said, I think it just speaks so much to who he is. I love Dan Campbell. They're awesome. They're awesome. It's going to be an absolute dog fight next week in San Francisco. I can't wait. Um, yeah. Um, they will play after the first game, the AFC championship. It is once again, the Kansas city chiefs, they go on the road. They beat the Buffalo bills 27, 24 and another absolute 
classic. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have been right about anything this year, which Lord knows if you tally up the rights and the wrongs, we're probably not going to be on the right side of that one. I Well, I feel like we've been right, right about a lot of big things. So I feel like that's good. Yes, we will take those. <laughs> we have constantly, constantly preached all year. All year. This is a bad Kansas City team when you compare the Kansas City teams that we have seen the past five years. Mm-hmm. We added by saying this team is still going to be in the AFC championship game. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, and the fact that it has happened, the fact that that is what we think of them, the fact that their floor, an NFL team's floor, is the AFC championship game, no, is the game away from the Super Bowl. It's not their floor isn't just the AFC championship game. Their floor is, uh, we have to travel to get to the AFC championship game. That's their floor. I mean, I I just, it is, it is the closest thing to New England. I I can't believe it's happened this close to the New England dynasty. Like it's not a dynasty. I'm not doing that. We're not there yet. I understand that. I'm not saying that, but six AFC championships in a row is absolutely insane. Insane. It is insane. The run they've been on. Uh, and it's insane that that was their first away playoff game. And it is, it is insane. And we can talk about the scheme and X's and O's and the bills and all that in a second. It is insane how, insane how they went into that game and their offense did just exactly what they had to do. And they were a machine. They were an absolute machine on offense. And whether it was Pacheco, whether it was Rasheed Rice, whether it was Travis Kelsey, who looked like he was 28 again in the first half of that game, like everything was just working for the Chiefs. Mahomes, you knew he would relish that moment to be on the road. The team bought into that. You know, you can see by the way that the way the game ended when they're all waving the away fans, like they were jacked up to be on the road, which is exactly what we said. Like they, yeah. Mahomes said, he's like, I love Arrowhead. Nothing will be Arrowhead. Like we, in a way, wanted this. Like we wanted to go on the road and, and shut a crowd up. Because that was the um, talk every offseason was like, okay, but what happens? You know, if right. they don't get the number one seed and it's not through Arrowhead, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Which is really just us being scared because we know what we do. We know they're going to lose. No, but no. <laughs> But they beat the Bills, and I'll, look, I I can't imagine. I'm like getting sad thinking about it. I can't imagine leaving that stadium as a Bills fan. I was thinking about it last night, and I was like in a dark place. What do you do? I I would be. I would. I mean, I would take off work for. I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. That's like I'm just saying, like not even like what you would do. It's like, yeah, you're oh, looking yeah. at the team. You're like, hey, we're the Bills. I, what do we do? Like, how do? How, what more? Because we told you, are we? Not we told you. We talked about how on the podcast we're like, if they don't win this game, it's like there's never going to be a better chance than this, ever, in the history of sports. There will never be a better chance for you to beat Patrick Mahomes. It feels like than this moment right here and they blew it and and once again other than the the 13 seconds loss and i know we're you were going to talk about josh i i know he didn't have the passing plays other than the 13 second game it was my favorite josh allen game of his career yeah and that was my it was the weird thing because that was my my josh allen take was it wasn't like josh allen played bad right just they just like Play calling wise constricted him beyond belief. It was clear. Joe was like, you not that you're gonna lose us this game because you know Josh Allen wins you games, but you can also lose him. But like you don't need to make that play today. You don't. And he didn't. He was brilliant. Like brilliant. 
he ran. You're right. He ran everywhere. He was awesome. He made smart throws. And it just, I, I, I felt bad for him last night. Yeah, because it, it, it was one of the more impressive Josh Allen, if not the most impressive Josh Allen game, just because, you know, I'm not going to say the most impressive because when he's trying to make the plays and he's making right. them, there's nothing like it. But he, he did something we both did not think he was capable of, right? Like, yeah, he was, which is just not even trying it. And yeah. I felt like a lot of it, though, was play calling. Um, yes. And it got to a point, though, where you're just kind of sitting there and you're like, you, you have to – you have to try to make a play, right, Buffalo? And I, yep. I didn't blame I, – I will be honest, watching the game, and even now I'm not going to blame Josh Allen for any of the offensive stuff that occurred in Buffalo. I'm, I'm a big enough human being to know when and where to make my criticisms of players and coaches. And I, I think it yep. all deserves the coaches because, you know, I know it was close and you're like, we don't want to lose this one here, but it's fourth down on your own 30-yard line and you give it to, to DeMar Hamlin and not Josh Allen. Like, and I know there was the check call because they had 10 guys and blah, blah, blah. But even if you're thinking about it, like put the ball in Josh Allen's hands and, and it just kept feeling like, Hey, this has to be the drive. This has to be the drive. And besides like two deep balls that they threw, one of them being dropped, it would have been a tough catch. One of them being dropped, but it's like, there was never an opportunity. It felt like for Josh Allen to, to, to make the play. I thought about like Stephen A talking about Lamar Odom. It's the biggest home game you've had since you tried to make this since the boy I love loose in the Super Bowls. Yeah. It is one of your best chances to get to the AFC title game and to not have to face Mahomes and to take Mahomes. And you gave the ball to a guy that was dead. Not not look, you talk about the Christian podcast. He was resurrected. Yeah. Literally was a dead man, Justin. They, they, gave, they gave him the ball. To beat Patrick Mahomes, the guy, he wasn't alive at one point. Like, you can't. You can't a year ago, gonna, Zach. A year ago, he was I mean, dead. I mean, yeah, it's not the guy. I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of Demar. It's not what this is about. You cannot put him in that spot. No, there's gonna, so. This isn't the regular season. If you want to be go for the win, put Josh Allen on the damn field on fourth down, man. If you really wanted to go for it, and I don't we'll care if there were five guys on the field for the punt team. Yeah, or, or maybe just being like, hey, if we know that this is a check in the AFC Championship game, like, put somebody out. Like, put one of your guys out there. Put Cook out yeah, there. Yeah, he, like, he doesn't even play. This is like, the first game he was yeah. active, I feel like, all season. Yeah, and it's just it's just one of those things where, I don't know. I, I have this comment for Kansas City as well, but I've always – I just finished reading a Saban book, and, hell, they didn't even talk about my favorite Saban moment, but they talked about his upbringing, and I've always said – I, the, my favorite thing that I ever learned in terms of coaching in like football games and whatever, and it's, it's applicable to all sports, but for football is you think players, not plays in big time situations, players, win you football games, not plays. And it felt yep. like both sides, but it really felt like Buffalo the entire game where they were just trying to schematically win that game against Kansas city. Yeah. And Josh Allen was making some of the best plays we've seen him make when the play calling was still just like, I mean, he was throwing the ball five yards downfield, but he, the way he was doing it was in, we're like, how the hell did that ball get? How did he get five yards to get the first down? And at some point when you felt like you had Kansas city on the reels, even because it, it felt like, man, you guys couldn't stop Kansas city all game. You guys cannot no. afford anything right now in terms like you need seven. Like they just were never, never able to get seven, uh, 
I, I just feel I mean, like they, yeah, they were shut down late in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, they were really just slowed down. And it just wasn't – the play calling wasn't there to allow Josh Allen to make a play. And you know what? If Josh Allen throws an interception with 10 minutes – or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're like kind of, hey, we had we have um, an opportunity. We've been down right. all game. Let's take the lead here and let's, let's you know, run with it. Then that's when he throws the pick. And you're yeah. like, whatever. It was what it was. Uh, but they never gave him that opportunity. And it's like, why did you not put the ball in Josh Allen's hands there? Yeah, and the one time, the one time they did in the fourth quarter, to Josh's credit, it was the most beautiful ball I have seen this season thrown, sixty-five yards, probably in yeah. the air, maybe seventy. Like I, it, when that ball went in the air, the, the camera it didn't even get to Diggs for like a minute. It felt like yeah. And Stephon Diggs, who I think is the story of this Bills season, like what else? Where else could you want that ball? Like what else? What other moment could you want for your your best receiver? a guy that's disappeared completely the second half of the season. Yeah. And in the the biggest moment for them, the guy who is getting clapped, the guy who stood there and watched Arrowhead celebrate, like you can't make that catch. Like if he catches that, the guy's falling down, he's in. And, you know, we can talk about the Chiefs getting back downfield and scoring, whatever. Like if you take the lead, that's all you could ask for. And he doesn't catch that ball. And and the story of their offense – in terms of why it became limited or how is something broke with either Stefan Diggs ability or his connection with this team and this offense, because uh, he just can't drop that ball. And it was, it was perfectly represented the season he had in the second half. And I, I think maybe too, like the, the Diggs disappearance, but also Gabe Davis not being there where he was yeah. always the deep threat guy. Um, yeah. And I, who was the other drop was a number 16. I can't remember his name. I mean, Oh, Trent Sherfield. Yeah, yeah, he should have caught that. Yeah. And can I say one quick side note? If we're going to make fun of cornerbacks when they're, you know, doing incompletions, when it's like, dude, you did nothing there. We have to make fun of receivers or criticize receivers who, like, are claiming they caught the football. What it was, you can't, yeah. you can't have like, your brother, face literally the on the ball a... looking at, yeah. You can't go to the coach and be like, I caught that, I caught that. Brother, this, is, this isn't 1974. And that takes about two seconds to figure we out. Don't have, we don't have the uh, miraculous catch film yeah. to, to see if he really caught the ball or not. No, we're gonna, we have eight angles to look That's at that incomplete. ball. <laughs> You're not convincing anybody by giving me one of these. No. Uh, so, but the, the, it's just weird where it's like, why are those the only two times where we really let yep. Josh be Josh? Or, you know, Dalton Kincaid, like, had two catches on the first drive. I would have disappeared. The and game. then all of a sudden he comes back in the 12-play the drive to get down the field for the field goal. Agreed. It's like, where was that all game? Uh, Cook, one of their best offensive performances this year was against the Cowboys uh, when Cook had, like, 100 receiving yards. And yeah, he maybe had one screenplay drawn up for him. I don't know why Ty Johnson was getting more looks. Like, Ty Johnson played well, but James Cook is better than Ty Johnson. Shakir, like, or Shakir, whatever. Uh, he was awesome. And then mm-hmm. he gets his shoulder just ripped out of place. And then he mm-hmm. comes back and still makes the plays. Why did he not have anything going in the first half for him? It, it was just an interesting thing where so many guys played well and the offense still felt so constricted play calling wise. And yep. I, I don't know why, maybe it was just Josh was like, maybe the, the guys were downfield and Josh just didn't want to try to fire into a tight window. Maybe that's what it was. And if so, credit to him. But I, I did never saw one thing that felt like they were allowing Josh Allen to make plays, uh, play calling wise. It was just Josh Allen was extending plays with his feet and able to run around like that ball in the end zone to secure. Like that ball was perfect. 
uh, he had Shakira no option to not catch it. Um, so he played great, but I, the yeah. play calling seemed a little off. Yeah, and I, I get the criticism of Josh. You know, I he had Stefan over, you know, underneath on the third down or the second down, but on that throw, if Chris Jones doesn't get, block his guy into Josh, I mean, he's making that throw to Shakir in the end zone for the touchdown late in the game to make the lead. So, I, I you know, if we're going to be that critical of Josh, it's not fair. It just, it felt like, like really weird. Like you said, it just was like, hey, catch it, look for a second. If you don't trust it, just run. You're six six. Yeah, you're huge. We need to win this game. Just run. And you know, he's going to get yards because he's a monster. Like he is a monster running the ball. So it just felt like that's all their game. Like if see it, if you don't like it, just take off because we'll get eight yards and we'll just work our way down that way. I was getting so annoyed by Gene. I think it was Gene on the CBS call where he was like, they're talking about the hits that Josh on like, I don't know. Like I feel that I'd throw a flag there for rough in the pass or whatever. You're like, dude, he's been trucking guys. Kansas City is now allowed to do like treat him as a regular runner. Uh, I was getting annoyed by that. And anybody who's like Josh Allen, there should have been flaw. Like Josh Allen did not deserve any calls in that game. No, you want to call like Lamar running back? Like Josh doesn't. All Lamar does is go down. He doesn't get hit. (laughs) Josh, there was a couple hits where I was like, "Is he gonna get up?" Yeah. No, he's. I we can talk. He's never. I don't know how he's never gotten hurt, but that's that's for another day. It it. It sucks. I get they were really banged up on defense. I, I get it. Like, they had no one. I just – I don't know. If you can't if you can't beat the Chiefs yet, and I know, you know, the grass isn't always greener. I get it. But I, I just would sit there and say, is there a guy that can get us over the top and above Sean McDermott? And I think there are guys out there that can. Yeah. Um, but they're in a weird it, spot. They're I mean, in a weird spot. It feels spot. like Sean McDermott just – it was perfect timing for him where it's like, yeah, he got all of a sudden Josh Allen right when he became the coach and been able to run with him. But yep. I agree. If you're a defensive coach, I don't want to hear your excuse being we didn't have the guys. They got ran all over. They had nothing to do with Mahomes. No. There was so many scheme things. Like Travis Kelsey, I talked about where like every time I've seen Travis Kelsey this year, like there's, you know, he's been like, why all of a sudden was Travis Kelsey wide open? Like completely Dollar. wide open. I said – uh, maybe go one on one with him and shut down other places. Right. He wasn't even one on one. He was no. wide open. Like wide open. It. I, the the Rasheed Rice was getting plays. Uh, I mean, M- MVS was having big catches. Yep. Like everyone, it felt like was open for Kansas City and Mahomes to work. And there there was zero pass rush. And you want to know who they have? Von Miller. So I don't want to hear any excuse about. Yeah, uh, boy, that contract is looking bad. Yes, very bad. Uh, so I don't want to hear any excuse about, oh, well, we, you know, we had injuries for your pass rush. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is standing back there with all the time in the world. All day yeah. long. My favorite bet is Mahomes rush. He didn't have to. I was pissed. Yeah. He I didn't mean, have to run. I thought that if there was a. If he didn't go he out, he had it. it. Yeah. Because there was also a minus three earlier, which that's what lost it for you. Yeah. I was like, so. for the love of God, can we get some Mahomes yards, please? And then he took a knee. I'm like, not, not what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> it meant the other way. Uh, next week, though, that's a hammer because he'll have to be flying around everywhere. Uh, yeah. It's on the Chiefs' side, a big moment for Mahomes' legacy. Like, I, I get Buffalo was beat down. I get a lot of us thought they were going to win, maybe, but it's still a massive, massive win for Mahomes. And like, he was he was perfect. After this game, people are taking away credit from Mahomes. 
24 hours ago, everyone was saying that this is Buffalo's game to lose. And now all of a sudden we're taking away things from Mahomes. I have, he it was, makes me mad. He was so good. Phenomenal. I, I, I get it. Like Bills fans do it too. And it's what we think of Brady. Like he, that's why he's gotten this Brady. Like if the Bills make that field goal, yeah, we all know how it's ending. But the fact that we all know how it's ending speaks to him. Like it was the game was that, that field goal didn't matter. You were giving him a, a minute 40 left when you had you want to know something too. You, I'll discredit Patrick Mahomes right now. They didn't even have to put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands to get in a field no. goal position. No. They would they could have just run the ball with I mean, that's like back when the 13 second play where you're like they needed a field goal. Why did you have yeah. eight guys 30 yards down the field, people? Dude, so. it would have been they would have been in the, down to the tw- they would have their issue would have been going too fast like they yeah. they wouldn't have been a problem now Josh like, can go down that, and get a field goal yeah like that's just what we think of them and they deserve it like Patrick was he was unbelievable he was so calm he made every throw they made every play they had to they answered every time they had to they get down to ten to three and you're like maybe it's not their day they go right back down the field mm-hmm. um and yet again though even despite Patrick's greatness and Travis's greatness and this legacy, which for some reason has become, you need a quarterback, a tight end, and a coach for a dynasty potentially, which is just bizarre. But we've seen it now with the Gronk Belichick thing that we saw yesterday in the graphics. But look, I don't think we ever said stuff where like, oh, Belichick's gonna Belichick, and they messed up. Andy Reid's gonna Andy Reid. Oh my God, I've never been so mad. I feel like watching a game. You were very life. upset. You were upset the first time, and I wasn't even mad the first time they did. Oh, yeah. and you were already <laughs> mad. And the second time, I was like, well, he's gonna be, he's gonna blow up. <laughs> Dude, the first one, yeah, because I don't know if people will remember this. This is just what just how Justin watches football games, I guess. But, you know, everyone remembers the McCall Hardman fumble on the jet sweep to the short side of the field, and you're like, why is he in the ball? The When they were the first time, it was second and goal on the five-yard line. They did the same play, and you're like, first I can't all, believe they did it again. No one hates sweeps to the short side more than me. It is my least favorite thing in sports. But I can name seven people you give that ball to before McCole Hardman even comes up as a name. Yeah. And then they did it a second time. That was I crazy. was going off of a, a – you. it wasn't like a, you needed a touchdown, but it was like this is the game. Like you score here. It's, yes, it was the game. Well, yeah, they over. did. It was the game. It was it the was game. over. We're not even talking right now about field goals. It no. would be done. And all you gave it to McCole Hardman yeah, stupid little t- on a, a cute little, what are you doing? Like, why? And again, dumb play, but what out of everybody you have on your team, give it to Kadarius Tony before McCole Hardman, for God's sake. Cause if you're going to hand the ball off, at least you, you can't, you can't drive. I mean, he can I mean, drop a handoff, but they it's couldn't harder. stop Pacheco. Richie what James, get the ball. Richie James. I know James had a nice kick return. Yeah, Richie James had a nice you run the ball straight down their throats all game. And the moment you're just yep. like, I need five yards and I have four plays to do it. You do the Jets through hard, man. Uh, and it's again, think players, not plays. Uh, why are we getting cute? And why is the ball? Like, do you think that Buffalo is sitting? You're like, man, Buffalo is not going to expect McCall Hardman to get the ball. They want him to get the ball. I'd cry. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> so happy. If he scores on you, then it's like unbelievable. It's not your day. The, the first time he got it, the moment I saw 12, like flash that I didn't way, know who it was. I, didn't know I, who it was. I was, it was like, I saw the motion and I was like, you're, you're, you're kidding me right now. The second time I, no one, th- I mean, did anybody think that they were going to score on there? I, it makes, ah, I was so mad. And, and look, Andy's brilliant. He just has these moments. He always has, especially in the, in the goal line. He just, 
he gets so weird. And I, I just wonder if Patrick, because like I'm, I'm thinking about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. If, if Peyton Manning gets that call, he is mother effing the sideline. They're not running that. There's, Tom Brady's not here. running that. He's here, and you, you see know what him Tom Brady and Peyton did on the red zone? They handed the ball off down the damn middle when they ran yeah. the ball, and then they'd throw it if they had to. Yeah, they to a, when, to a, a Hall of Fame. When's Peyton gonna grab it and yeah. flip it forward? <laughs> when's Eli gonna do that? What are we talking about? Like God, you, you know, oh. like so, like you think in two thousand seven, Sonoris Rice or Sonoris Sonorice Sonorice Moss. Sorry for the mispronunciation. Is getting the touch pass when you oh. have. Brandon Jacobs in the backfield, and if you don't want to throw it to Brandon Jacobs, you got you got Jeremy Shockey and Plaxico Burris and Amani. Like you, it, what it, are it was crazy. Here? It was crazy. They 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 win the game though. It, it's, um, I mean they're, they're a machine. I my, I guess the only last thing to talk about before we wrap it up is apparently they're changing the rule, uh, potentially this summer on the touch on the touchback rule that we just saw. The fumble into the end zone. Uh, look, I get it's bizarre. It, there's nothing in sports that's like that rule. I will be pissed if they change it. What are we changing it to? Like that's what I like. What 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 makes more sense, everybody? That's what I don't get. Like, how are you going to establish like? Because you don't just fumble the ball when it's goal line to go. Like a guy, it could be a longer play. So what happens if you're on your own twenty? You break an 80-yard run, and then he does it. Where does the ball go? Yeah, like, are they trying to say that they just, like, like, to say the offense. first and 20 from the 20 for the offense. I just, to say the offense deserves the ball back. We give the offense everything. You fumbled it. Into the most sacred part of the field. Go. And if no one on your team can recover the football, then why do you deserve it back? And you want to know what you're like, well, at least for first and 20, the chances of them scoring a touchdown are low. You're getting three points. Yeah. So you're still putting points on the board. And also, how many times in NFL season slash in a big game do we have to worry about this rule? This season, I mean, it's probably less than five a year. And then it's, I guess we've seen it, you know, the Browns did it a couple of years ago. It probably happens once every two or three years in the playoffs. But it's like it, it is, I guess. Has anybody yeah. complained about that rule? They're like, oh, if you fumble on the 35, though, you get it back. Yeah. If you fumble on the 35, you don't have a chance of six points there. Yeah. Like, yep. it's the end zone, brother. It's, it's, you're trying to stuff it in. There's a reason they're reaching out. You don't reach out on the 35. Like, there's a reason yeah. they're not doing it. Like, and also, I, what happens if, uh, what happens if you reach out for, you know, a first down and it, like, and the other team recovers it? I, I or the other team recovers the ball in the end zone now. I, I just, I feel like we're like, asking so many stupid questions about it. I'm it's stupid. If I reach out for a first down and the ball was fumbled short of it and the ball goes out of bounds behind it, I don't get the first down. If it goes out in front of it, yeah, right. because it, I, I'm fine with you getting the ball back. Also, the ball can't be advanced forward. So right. if you if you reached out for a first down and you fumbled it, the ball would be put back where you lost possession of it. Yeah. You wouldn't even get the first down. Right. So why – I don't understand the end zone is sacred like you said. I, if you want to say, I think it makes more sense to say they get the ball where the guy lost possession before you say put it on the 20, and that would raise hell. So I don't like how we're just throwing numbers around, giving, you know, first and 20. It's the same thing with the onside kick when people are like, we should have it where you get the ball one play to get 25 yards. It's like, why are we doing all these 20-yard, 25-yard things? It's stupid. 
it's stupid. So those are I the saw that alert. I was I didn't want I overlooked stupid. it. I didn't want to think about it. Chiefs go to Baltimore next week. We'll get into that one. I mean, God bless it. If they great. if they win that if they win that game, I'm gonna be sick. We'll get to that. But they can because they have Mahomes and they have Andy Reid and they have Mahomes. Not only are we talking about like the Mahomes Brady stuff and we're like, why like is it like how are we doing this so early? Like he's made it six straight times. He's 13 and three in the playoffs. Two of his losses were to Tom Brady. So like you remove Tom Brady from the equation. Patrick Mahomes is more times Super Bowl winner. So wait, he's lost three times in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Who did they lose to when it wasn't Brady? Burrow. In the AFC Championship. Burrow. Well, it's not like we think lowly of him. No. I want to see. Let's let's really quick see who, who he's – what is uh, – I just had it up. I can tell you his wins. His wins aren't impressive. Are you ready he's, for his wins? Yeah. Year by year? I mean, if you want to. I think the first year was the Colts. Yeah. He beat um, Andrew Luck in his last game ever. He beat. I think that's when he ran through the AFC South. Then they got Houston at home. No, that was next year. Yeah. It was the next year of Houston. Well, 2019, he beat in the divisional round. He beat Luck. And then AFC championship game was the D Ford game. Okay, so they lost that one. So they lost that one. So, so the he's next beat year, Andrew Luck. So let's talk so, about like really good wins. Andrew Luck, good win. Then the next then, year he got to play Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And that team was not good. That 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 team that was the weird. They got up twenty to nothing and they lost by like thirty. Yeah. And then the AFC Championship game, he got Ryan Tannehill, who had beaten Brady. Yes. No, that was the the end of the Brady era. Yeah. Okay. The next year. And then he beat uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl. The next year, who did he get? Cleveland. That was the uh, – Baker. That was the uh, what's-his-face game, too. Uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney game. So, Chad Henney won that game. Next. Buffalo. Okay, and not bad. And the championship game. That, that was, was the year before the, the game, though. Yeah. And yeah. then lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, which was anybody who watched that game – that performance by Patrick Mahomes is what made what, people yeah. realize. That yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the that was the greatest loss in NFL history. That was yeah. So then the that, next year, then he gets the the thirteen seconds game. Before that then, though was uh, oh. was the uh, Steelers took the lead off of a defensive oh touchdown. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the Steelers the thirteen seconds game. Then Burrow beats him. Yeah, and then last year, which was Jacksonville. Well, no, yeah, last year. I'm like, there's five games left. I was like, what? Because he's always in class. Jacksonville uh, was – The divisional. Really, did anything happen in that game crazy? He they was don't hurt. have the scores here. No, he got hurt. Oh, yeah, he did. Chad yes. We were at – that was – yeah, that we were yeah, at we – uh, and then I went home and just got boat raced oh, by the Eagles. Yeah, uh, then he beat Burrow. And the AFC Championship game, the rematch. Yeah, that was Then good. he beat Philly in the Super Bowl, and now he's beating Miami and Buffalo. So he's had 13 playoff wins in 
Mm, so he's got a lot he's rode on the on the coattails of chad henny is what it seems yes okay he is he's averaging over two wins a year in the playoffs <laughs> he's he's only played in two wild card games i just two yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel great when you're when you're talking about your team in the afc about trying to be exciting so not great. All right. Well, that's a depressing way to end it for me. Um, that's the divisional round. We'll break down the two games. Try to think of some topics before that as well, obviously. Yeah, if anybody has home. any topics Look, that man, they we're want. We're trying out here. Can, dumb they, can someone make a damn about. fire? Yeah. Ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous it. out here. That's how it feels like. Marcus Cousins. Uh, yeah, just let us know because this is we're trying. What's a topic that, you know, is controversial, maybe get us mad at each other? I, I'm sure. I'm open for anything. The Panthers are hiring Dan Morgan as their GM. That's We'll get into that one next. I'm pretty up then. The guy that was in – he was in Carolina helping them out this year. Oh, man. That's – that's tough. That's a tough I mean, one. That's I'm trying tough. to see his – I want to see his Wikipedia to see where he's been, if I can attach him to anything great. Scouting intern. He was assistant assistant. DM in Carolina since 2021. How have they been? He got promoted. He got got promoted. (laughs) Wait, wait. So the guy who was a step under the dude who ruined your franchise. And he was the director of. So picture this, Zach. He was the assistant director of pro personnel in for, for Seattle from 2011 to 2014. After 2014, what happened to Seattle? That was bad. Well, after 2014, he became the director of pro personnel in Seattle from 2015 to 2017. Oh, then he goes to Buffalo and becomes the director of player personnel from 2018 to 2020. They were, but did they get better after 2020? I, maybe maybe he deserves credit for that, but then he became assistant general manager and uh, somehow gets promoted. That is so crazy. Eleventh uh, overall pick in twenty twenty one. I mean, not twenty twenty one, two thousand one. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, good ball player. I can't believe okay. he got promoted. David Tepper. Does that mean everyone said, "Yeah, no chance"? I'm working under you, David Tepper. I, probably. Unbelievable. All right. That's the pod. Any closing thoughts? No, the golf stuff was cool. That was fun. If anybody watched that, amateur, only amateur in the field beat every pro, which That's in cool. the final group, the balls on that were insane. So, Congrats to him. What's his name? Nick Dunlap. Congrats to Nick Dunlap. Um, yeah, good job. He's He turned 20 a month ago. That's crazy. So, winners win. Bert, thanks.
I just wanna hit it for a minute, see if you can get it Only got a one-way ticket, the car low, you ain't gonna fit in With all that baggage you bring in, I'm digging, uh I don't wanna think about the moment, you really wanna own it You really wanna say that you going, and prove it you growing Like Kershaw I'm throwing, like Jay while I'm driving And pass off El Bowen, phones all been glowing I'm blind in the face, tables for hours then catching an ace Take a look up and ask how that shit tastes Pots getting raked, raked, raked Money been sticky, it's covered in paste Tony Soprano, I'm working in waste Might as well make my retirement tape It's the end of the wait, wait, wait Spit for a sec, let me take one time I can see the future like a super slime Feeling like Tatum about the end of my prime But the clock looking like bedtime Night, night like Steph, place those bets While they wonder what's next, that's a light work flex Ain't complex, yeah it's more complacent Got a 9 to 5 job so I'm more adjacent To the world of the normal and awfully wasted And fuck that prop that said I wasn't creative And fuck that thought that said we wouldn't make it All this talent, I don't wanna waste it Was that too cocky? Let me just rephrase it All this opportunity, it's time to face it It's time to chase it, let's just embrace it Work in the back while we all get faded Uh, I just wanna hit it for a minute See if you can get it Only got a one way ticket The car low, you ain't gonna fit in With all that baggage you bring in I'm digging, uh I don't wanna think about the moment You really wanna own it You really wanna say that you going And prove it you growing Like Kershaw I'm throwing Like Jay while I'm driving And pass off El Bowen Phones all been glowing I'm blind in the face Tables for hours Then catching an ace Take a look up and ask how that shit tastes Pots getting raked, raked, raked Money been sticky, it's covered in paste Tony Soprano, I'm working in waste Might as well make my retirement tape It's the end of the wait, wait, wait Let me get it for a minute Maybe two, maybe three On my old school shit Bada boom, bada bing I don't care about a thing It was really all a dream I've been balling out like crazy Like I got it on a string Now I've been lost in the groove of it too Back on my bullshit, I'm chilling with you That's just the way we do what we do Now I got some chickens, we fly in the coop That shit too funny when I think about it My judgment is clouded, I'm overly doubted I'm under about it, but normally count it And count it, and count it, and count it, and count it At least that's the way that I feel now I didn't mean to go get real now It's like they wanna call me Neil Growl Like I'm Batman, I'ma peel out I just wanna hit it for a minute See if you can get it, only got a one way ticket The car low, you ain't gonna fit in with all that baggage you bring in, I'm digging, uh I don't wanna think about the moment You really wanna own it, you really wanna say that you going And prove it you growing, like Kershaw I'm throwing Like Jay while I'm driving and pass off El Bowen